0: hello and welcome to catholic bites a podcast for busy catholics this is father conrad i have with me again father alec father alec welcome back to catholic bites good to be here again always nice to join and today we are going to be talking about um a feast which probably when this comes out will be coming up which is the feast of the ascension the ascension of the lord and and actually to start us um I, I was reading this in a in a book on liturgical theology, which mentions that the oldest Eucharistic prayers usually mention the Ascension in in huh. part of it. Like you, that's how we know Eucharistic Prayer One is like the Roman Canon is really old because it has that. Now some of the more modern ones were it was it was added back in by by theologians. Like the, but the the ones that kind of came after in between those, like the liturgy of St John Chrysostom or St Basil or things like that don't tend to mention the Ascension. And so the, the Ascension was this essential mystery, um, but maybe one that we overlook often.
1: Sure, this has been my experience growing up. Um, you know, I was raised Catholic and I, I went to, to Easter Mass and, and all the subsequent Masses and everything growing up. Um, but when I thought about the Ascension, I just kind of lumped the assumption, Ascension and the Resurrection into one, as if like Christ rose from the dead and just like went straight up to the Father. And that's basically how I conceived of it. And of course, we know that um, after Jesus rose from the dead, there's all these these post we call them post resurrection narratives, things Mm -hmm. that he did on earth after he risen from the dead. Think about doubting Thomas. Think about, um, you know, the breakfast with St. Peter on the shore. Mm -hmm. um, And there's all sorts of stuff. You know, he appeared to 500 brothers at once. Like there's all sorts of stuff that uh, that are that are written in the scriptures. Mary Magdalene, of course, um, and we presume many things that aren't written in the scriptures. But at the end of his earthly ministry, the very end, after he's risen and he's been on 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 earth for 40 days or 40 days, 40 days. It's time for him to go back to the father. And it's one of these things that we don't think about as Catholics, because, of course, that's what we've always known as he went back to the father. But when you read that 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 account in Acts of the Apostles, it, it definitely worries the apostles when he's about to ascend. They mm-hmm. think that he's going to bring the kingdom of God right down. So that like all of this is over. But uh, that's not what happens, right? He ascends, and then we begin this new era in the church. And, and that's where we kind of, that's kind of the jumping off point of the Acts of the Apostles.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that the question that's often asked, and, and, and Jesus himself says this in the scriptures, he says, you know, it's necessary for me to go. Like, yep. I'm glad that I'm going. And we sometimes wonder, like, I think, why? Why is it necessary? Why don't you just stay? and make it easier for me to to believe and make it easier for me to like see you yeah and the answer he gives is like no actually it's necessary for me to go so that i can send the spirit and i can you know build my mystical body here on on earth like that's that's one of the things that we think okay well he's his body's no longer present to us but he's present spiritually or whatever and and the the answer that the church fathers say is no his body is present just in a different way in the the mystical body which is the church and saint leo the great has this famous line where he says the body of christ has passed into the sacraments that we still have the ability to physically tangibly encounter jesus in a bodily way that makes sense for us it's just we do so in the church and yeah. the thought that i often have is like well it would have been easier if i had been able to see him and The answer is no. In both cases, it requires faith to see what's happening beneath the bodily reality. That's why St. Thomas's famous thing after his doubting Thomas episode is, you know, he sees Jesus, but he says, "My Lord and my God," and he sees the deeper reality beneath the physical reality. And it's the same thing. We have to have the same act of faith in seeing the deeper reality underneath the church, and it's necessary for his ascension for that to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, it enters into and you know i I think that it was I, I, forgive me this is a sl- this is slightly um, slightly a field I think it was Saint therese and I'm not sure if I, if it's not, someone will correct me because Saint <laughs> Therese is so beloved. but I think that she said um, in reference to the Blessed Virgin Mary that uh, that you know that we are more blessed than the Blessed Virgin Mary because we have her to call on us as her intercessor right and it mm-hmm. takes like a And she didn't have that. Right. And then you kind of like, well, is that theologically true? And it's like on some level, yes, it is. It's a very simple, straightforward thing. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we tend to think, Oh, well, the disciples had Jesus. It's like, yeah, but we have, we have the body of Christ given to us in Eucharist, given to us in the sacraments and given to us in the church that we fully participate in. If we choose Mm -hmm. to do so, like we are fully animated by the Holy spirit in the body of Christ Um, affecting these things in the world that the disciples, like you can see the people talk about the before and the after the resurrection. It's really the before and the after the Ascension Mm -hmm. is the answer. Like the disciples go from being um, frightened, you know, easily dispersed kind of weak characters to these incredible heroes that spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. Right. And that happens not after the resurrection. It does happen after the resurrection, but after the Ascension, when Christ sends the Holy spirit upon us, when the body of Christ is now transferred, like you said, through the sacraments to the apostles and the followers of Christ, and they are now acting with that power of Christ within them, right? What an incredible participation in this, right? It's like, what an unbelievable way that we get to be with Christ is, is really being his body.
0: Exactly. And, and the ascension is, is part of that. But then also the other aspect of the ascension is this amazing reality that Christ brings our humanity into the Godhead. Like that now he doesn't just like say, you know, okay, well, I'm done with the incarnation. Like the incarnation continues. Like he, he, he brings his humanity with him into the heart of, of this relationship with God. And now for all time, we are united in, like we as humans, humanity itself is united to God in a really intimate and powerful way and the ascension demonstrates that as well to us not just his his continual presence of his body here on earth but his presence of his body in heaven resurrected and glorified um which which like is such a promise for us right like it's such a promise that oh my gosh you know god isn't going to just like treat us like any other kind of creature or going to leave us alone like he's invested he's invested deeply in humanity uh that so much so that he's united to himself
1: yeah and and, i mean even remarkably so right like like lifting lifting the body up and and glorifying us in that way and it sanctifies the human experience in a certain sense like the we could we could spend a hundred episodes of this talking about the impacts of the incarnation right Mm -hmm. and the fact that it does not just start with the annunciation and then end with the resurrection but in fact continues into glory into eternity. I mean, it's like, it's, it sounds goofy to say this, because it sounds like I'm using it but like the, the ramifications are, are endless and they're Mm -hmm. awesome. They're like, they're so incredible um, that our humanity, right. Is now what God, I mean, right. This is like, this is like makes us higher than the angels. You know, It's, it's unbelievable that God something that is, that is inherently been like we would think, classically like inherently beneath the godhead to take on human flesh is now glorified in this incredible way simply because god wanted to yeah and i mean that's un- that's unbelievable and the ascension is the final i mean i guess the resurrection of our bodies is the very final chapter but as far as jesus's earthly ministry it's the final chapter in saying yes this is something um that i'm that i'm giving to you that i'm sanctifying you with
0: mm-hmm. exactly and and that just makes this feast day so much more beautiful than than just like oh Jesus is peacing out and saying goodbye. Jesus is you know? gone. <laughs> like it's <laughs>
1: the big the big okay. Easter's over. Jesus is gone now. You know,
0: like yeah. Good. Well, hopefully uh, by listening to this, some of our listeners will be able to celebrate that feast with more joy and and more I don't know, wondering at the mystery. So thank you, Father Alec, for for helping us uh, to to come to this deeper understanding of the ascension. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like to listen to other great podcasts, uh, you can check us out at catholicbitespodcast.com or find us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Check out also the um, uh, the um, Catholic Link uh, YouTube channel. They did recently an interview with Mark Wahlberg about his new movie Father Stew, which is really worth um, Uh, watching it's a really cool interview and and, and really great and we're hoping at some point we're going to get that on that audio on this podcast too so um uh, so that's really awesome it might have actually already happened by the time this comes out but um uh but anyway uh thank you everyone for listening thank you father alec and god bless you